Hey, what's going on? This is Jeremy Thone, Marketing Director of 3PL Systems and host of 3PL Live. Excited to share an interview with Greg Hilsenrath. He is works at a company called Wave Dancer. They're making some blockchain products for the supply chain. Talk about all sorts of stuff, the speculative side of uh, blockchain projects like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana. And we also talk about what gives blockchain value or some of these currencies along with smart contracts and some future states for some of these things. Thanks for listening. Hey, Greg, thanks for coming on to 3PL Live. I'm excited to talk to you. I know that you recently taught or a course over at uh, Consensus, the blockchain event over put on by Coindesk in Austin. How did that go? I think it went pretty well. It was pretty good attendance. Um, I had some uh, some big companies that had a lot of questions and some uh, smaller companies that were very interested. So it was a good range of of different size companies and uh, thought it went well, thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting event. I did walk around the event and I saw Charles Hoskinson at the Ada booth. And uh, the one of the guys, I guess, that was responsible for developing a VR. He had like dreadlocks. I can't remember his name. I think it was like Jaron. But yeah, there, there's a lot of interesting people there. But I'd love to talk to you a little bit too about like blockchain. And sure. I guess we get a little bit of a basic definition of what actually blockchain is. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the best way I describe it <clears throat> is um, it's, it's technology is the best way to look at it. And it has three functions mainly. Um, it's, a, it's a new network that, that moves at internet speeds. Um, it can also act as an operating system. And, it, and it's, it's not a database, but it will take and store your encrypted data uh, and keep a record of every transaction. So it's, it's really some new technology that works at internet speeds that has the functions of a, <clears throat> of a network, an operating system, and a database. It's interesting too. It's been compared a lot to like to like the internet. A lot of people say that it's kind of like the next sort of evolution of the internet. Do you do you echo any of that, or do you think? Yeah, you I, I do. I, I think so because it, it's a new way of of managing data um, and uh, just doing transactions on the internet and and managing infrastructure. So it, it it's a it's a layer. I, I kind of think of it as a, a layer that takes. Um, that takes transactions um, and and just uses them in a different way uh, to to make the internet more effective and uh, more secure uh, <clears throat> and and really faster the way that it, it actually moves data around. They think of uh, basically like Bitcoin or Ethereum, and they think about some of these other cryptos, and they kind of just think that there's kind of a misunderstanding that maybe crypto is blockchain, for, and blockchain is basically more of a broader thing, correct? Yeah, but so. The way crypt, well, it's <laughs> it's it's quite a few things, but the best way to look at it is, it's say Bitcoin was, is the first crypto, the first blockchain technology, the very first way of of managing anything uh, on on a blockchain. So it it so Bitcoin is just the first function of what blockchain can do. Yeah, and that. It, so it was like one, and how would you describe even like a crypto? Is it just a way of like having like value, like through a I guess, is it a currency or is it just like just a way of transferring value? Uh, I, I kind of think of it as it can be both. Um, it, it certainly can be a currency, certainly can be uh, the, the, um, the medium you use to transact goods. To untangle like the difference between like crypto and blockchain. So, so blockchain yeah. is basically kind of like the layer where the crypto transacts on, right? But like crypto is just like one use case. The, the way I like to describe it is blockchain is, is really the underlying technology and, and crypto is all the different technologies that use that technology that you can actually trade and exchange as, as value. 
So it, it's, you know, the different cryptos can run on blockchain um, as an asset, as a tradable asset, as well as the technology itself that is using the blockchain technology. So there's so many different ways to uh, basically take this infrastructure and, and use it for practical means. Um, you know, in, in my case, what I talk about most is the supply chain means, um, how the blockchain is used as a supply chain. And that, that's basically the way that Bitcoin was developed was, was really a supply chain where, you know, if I, if I buy and sell uh, <clears throat> Bitcoin, it's someone else is gonna buy and sell it. And it's, it's actually gonna move along a supply chain um, where the technology uh, makes it seamless and very easy to manage with, without the use of any third parties. Yeah, that, that is the other part that's very interesting that there is no third parties and that the, the creator of Bitcoin is anonymous, right? The developed this yeah. <laughs> or he you or they or, they or she who, yeah, whoever it was developed this, this, this program, but it seemed like they developed it too, like with like perfect economics because of what it had like 21 million units, uh, Bitcoin. And you look at what's going on with like the, I think the inflation index got published today and it was something like 9.2%, something along those lines. Yeah. 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 So you see why, like, you know, this, this, uh, I guess that exists, that per, that technology, but it also poses a weird question of like, what is value and like, why, like, I guess there's a dollar worth a dollar and, you know, why is Bitcoin have value? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess anything is value on, on what it's worth to somebody else. Um, but that's where the cryptocurrency, you know, has to have a function is, is kind of the way I see it. If something's valuable, it, it has to have a function and, and Bitcoin's main function was a, an asset, a tradable asset like gold or anything else at first. And you know, I guess now we're seeing more and more things that uh, Bitcoin can be used for. I mean, and it's such as supply chain type situations or, or ways to uh, transfer value, uh, ways to do a lot of things uh, with the internet that we couldn't do before. Do you see, I can see this being like, maybe like a good use case potentially for like houses in the future as well, or maybe like the title of a house with like a smart contract. Well, there's there's so many ways to to use uh, blockchain technology now. One of them is is the is the smart contract functionality, where to, the best way to explain it is is a real estate transaction where say if you if you want to invest in a apartment building and that apartment building uh, you you have one percent of the apartment building you get rent of one percent that's what your investment grants you. So every time someone pays rent, you you basically should earn about one percent of of that value. The way the smart contract works is, is without any bank, without any lawyer, without any worrying about contract or anything else, as soon as that person pays that rent, you're going to immediately get 1% into your account of, of that value. Um, so it, it's a way of doing things where, there, where you can certainly trust the transaction is going to work. That rent payer, that one apartment is going to pay their $2,000 or whatever, and you're going to get that 1% transfer to automatically without any worries about a bank or lawyers or anything else having to do anything. And you can even go as far as if you want to use technology to be able to unlock the door, they can't even open the door until they pay basically their rent and then the door automatically opens. So you can do all these different things in a, in a real practical terms um, that you really couldn't do before. Yeah, I'm excited for all that, that interesting stuff that's going to come out. You know, it'd be interesting to send over like a Bitcoin for like a down payment of the house and then have the key open, like you said, and like, <laughs> like a digital code or something like that over like a blockchain. But it, you know, it's also about the the real estate transaction itself. There's so much paperwork. There's so much confirming of of banks. Of of uh, there's a transaction goes through money goes from A to B, B to C. 
<clears throat> and with, with blockchain, you don't have to worry about the, the trust or the approvals. It's either there or not there, and it's, it's automated. So instantly, the, the next layer is going to get that money, uh, and all your documents are going to be secure. It's the other part about the blockchain that evolved from Bitcoin is that all your data, and, and you know, we, we're probably going to get into this a little bit too, like an NFT, your, your actual, your data or your, your, your lease, your, your actual, <clears throat> your housing contracts are going to be put on the blockchain and they're authenticated as one legal document only. So it's, it's not, it, you can't alter it, you can't change it. So it, it really acts as the lawyer that says, this is an authenticated document, this is real, and we can move on to the next step. Yeah, NFTs are very interesting. Uh... I would describe an NFT basically as just a way of like transferring value of something. And people get super confused by it because they see like these uh, NFTs that are JPEGs basically. And they're like, why does that have value when you could just right click it and save the image? <laughs> and I get it. it. It is a very, it messes with your mind, I guess. And like what value is again, uh, a lot of this stuff kind of seems to do that. But how would you describe an NFT? And do you see other uses of this sure. as art? Sure. You know, the, the digital art is an interesting thing. It's not something that I've really, <laughs> I didn't really dive into too much. Um, I'm going to wait and see how the market shakes out. Sure. But the, the value of, of an authentic one copy document is, is tremendous. Think about your driver's license, your passport. So you don't have to worry about it. It's not going to be a picture of a picture. It's actually the official document that can't be changed, can't be altered, that everyone can trust. It's absolutely immutable. So if literally, if you show on your phone, your, your blockchain document of your passport, it, it eventually it's going to work into getting an, into another country. So you won't have to carry things around, but think of that authentic one document, one picture, and, and that's all it can possibly be. Yeah. You could see that being really useful. Like you said, for like a passport for going to another country, maybe some sort of visa, any sort of like driver's license. I I'm surprised that they don't have a lot of this stuff. Digitally, I mean, it seems like we're going to probably be heading in that direction. I, I, I feel like we are. I mean, I feel like we're getting there. I, I think it's just overall mainstream adoption that's got to take place. It has to be. The, the other part is people have to be accepting a blockchain on both sides. So if, if I'm going to the airport, the other airport or the other country has to uh, <clears throat> say that, yes, I'm going to use blockchain as, as my way of entry or my way of verifying documents and, and then we're okay. So it's just and it goes the same thing with paying for things. It's not so much that we can't do it right now. It's just that if I wanna to go to a restaurant and I wanna buy something, the restaurant has to be on the blockchain as well. So it's really just adoption at this point more than anything else. And I think the way cryptocurrencies go up and down so much is is what's hurting that, that, that where we are right now. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. There is, the market gets very volatile, especially in, in bear markets, especially the, the altcoins seem to get hit the hardest and Bitcoin seems to be, a little bit less drastic than some of those altcoins, but I guess what goes up kind of goes down just as bad. But does this any of this remind you? I know that you had like a stock mm -hmm. background. Does any of this remind you of like some of these stock crises from yeah, like? Yeah, uh, it, it really does. I mean, I, I was part of the the dot com boom and then and then crash, um, and then the survival and the the and the way things really turned around and and gained value again. So you know, I, I look at these as uh, right now. I think that it's, it's mostly working as supply and demand where, <clears throat> or, or it's mostly speculation. So people are putting a lot of money in, taking a lot of money out and things are moving up and down. Eventually, this is gonna be more based on usage and, and practical use of these particular altcoins and cryptocurrencies. So when they're being used, they're gonna retain value. It's just still right now it's on speculation. And I, I don't know where the bottom of the speculation is. No one really does to say that if we just stay exactly where we are as far as usage goes, the price shouldn't move that much. 
And I, I don't know if we're there yet. We might be there. But once that happens, then and, and once usage starts increasing, because we're only at like 1% worldwide <clears throat> right now of people with smartphones or at 1% usage of blockchain, once that usage turns into as much as smartphones are being used, then the usage will hold the price up. So it, it's it's interesting to, to try to pick the market, guess the market. You know, I'm still looking at basically where we've been and, and the charts of you know, when we started back in 2013 or so with, with some of the altcoins, um, where they're going to land and where the, where the usage uh, kicks in more so than, than the speculation. Yeah, it's really interesting. The one uses I didn't really see coming was like NFTs. And it's, it's crazy, like how like the digital art part of like Solana and some of these networks just mm-hmm. ended up getting like really popular to the point where like that, that was kind of like one of the uses, even with the Ethereum's network, it seemed like the OpenSea, like they had like a very strong community as well. So do you, do you think that that is kind of one of the use cases or do you think it, there's it others? It, being able to trade digital art is going to be one thing, but I, I'm, there are so many different uses. Things as simple as these other altcoins are, are the bridge to get there. And, and when that, that usage goes way up, when, when people are making these sort of transactions all the time, it's going to be real cheap to do and easy to do. Um, but until that happens, the, the, the cross chain, so to speak, um, that makes that the, the easiest transition from Bitcoin to Ethereum. Um, right now, it's speculation until the usage goes up and until um, it, it becomes commonplace to make these transactions. I, you know, the speculation is going to be what rules the cryptocurrency prices over anything else. Yeah, I think there's also a bit of this contagion, too, that's happening. I mean, there's a couple things recently, like Celsius went down along with Voyager. And I really trusted Celsius and Voyager. I had money in both those places personally. And it was really interesting. I didn't really see any of that happening, but it sounded like they were lending out money to a fund called Three Arrows Capital. And Three Arrows Capital ended up owing uh, Voyager something like 650 million bucks. And that, it just sounded like they're all, it it was just awakening for like this thing. Like everyone was sort of, like in on this like lending thing that was happening and no one, it was just so much risk going on and yeah. really made me want to like take off my crypto from the exchanges is all it really did. Yeah. And if, if, if things are up, I might've pulled some money back out too. <laughs> so now I'm just in for the long haul, but yeah, it, it's really hard to, because so many things are anonymous, it, it's really hard to, to figure out right now what is, um, you know, where the fraud really is. I mean, you know, everyone's getting better at it. I'm getting better at it. But it, 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 the Celsius surprised me too. So it, it's really tough to tell. You really have to do your research and understand the function behind it, which I think is more than anything else of what's important. Like what, is this, what does this altcoin actually provide? And once you really uh, shift out, sift out the functions and you think that they make sense that this is what's going to work, then I, I think it's, you, you, can, you can trust the longer term value of it more so than just some idea that hopefully is going to work one day. Yeah, I think that's the part that's confusing. A lot of people probably need that unpacking because they see that like Celsius and Voyager and they don't realize that Bitcoin and Ethereum is not those things and that there's so many different players in the market. But I think that if you're kind of like new at it, you might sort of just generalize and sort of categorize things into things and not really dive deep enough to figure out that those are all different things. Something will get hacked and they'll blame Bitcoin and even though right. it's completely different. And it's it's not the case. Yeah. So, I mean, all, all these new altcoins supposedly have a function and there's so many places to to do some research and kind of read uh, what they do. Ethereum was the first functional uh, cryptocurrency or um, blockchain that actually you were able to build applications on top of, you were able to build smart contracts on top of. 
So this was the, the newest um, that had real functionality right away. And that's why it's the second largest as of today. And a lot of these new ones have new functionalities. They're very specific towards um, whatever they're trying to accomplish. Uh, some are good for anonymity. Some are good for transactions. If you're making transactions all day long, some are good for trading where you have cross transactions. If you're going to be moving from one crypto to another. So it, it's really doing that research and finding out what each cryptocurrency, what their function is. And, and if, if you believe that this is what's going to stand the test of time when, when things shake out. Yeah, it's interesting. I kind of look at it similar to what you were saying. I look at Bitcoin as being kind of digital gold 2.0, like a store of value, kind of with a, a good economic monetary policy, which kind of combats inflation. Then I look at Ethereum as this like sort of smart contract kind of protocol where you could build out like different apps or dapps on top of it. And Vitalik seemed like he was a really interesting guy, but then you have all these other little kind of other ones coming up like Solana and then some stable coins. Another one that I also thought was interesting, I, I thought Doquan was very interesting from uh, Terra Luna, but I also didn't expect that one to, yeah, <laughs> to implode on itself. Yeah. I, I dove into that one. Yeah. And I, I have, I, I, I upped my position quite a bit when I built <laughs> percentages of a penny just for fun, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully it's going to, they have some things coming back, but yeah, it's really that that functionality and and smart contracts on Ethereum was the first, um, then Solano and Cardano and uh, some others that have um, supposedly improved functionality from or or let's just say different depending on what you're going to build, um, because the the smart contracts and Ethereum are, are the are the ways you can actually build new applications uh, almost like an operating system like uh, you know a Apple or or Android or whatever else you're using. To, to build some applications. Some of these applications are, are absolutely tremendous. Um, great innovation, but it's just, we're just, I guess, mainstream quite isn't quite there yet. Yeah, it seems like these DAOs are pretty interesting too, like this way of like organizing businesses like on a blockchain through like smart contracts. I think that that also is like interesting to see like what sort of companies are set up in this sort of structure in the future. Yeah, I think there's few now. I mean, there, uh, I, I know that there's some in, in Montana right now is, is getting a couple. I, I'm still wrapping my head around it, to be honest with you. But it, it's, it's the whole idea of uh, you don't need lawyers and you don't need banks because the, your agreements, your contracts, your way of paying people, your way of doing business is all built on the blockchain beforehand. And it, it, then you don't have to, um, there's, there's no personal value to it. It's did I do the job or not do the job? Do I get paid or not get paid? And we're not asking anyone to, to put in an opinion. Um, so some things it, it's going to be tremendous for when you don't really need that personal value, that, that attention to it as a human being. Um, sometimes you do, and, and there's ways to work around that too. But at first, it, it's, okay, if I need to write some code and I need to send it to you, did the code work or not work? Will I get paid or not get paid? Did I pay the rent or not pay the rent? Is it going to, you know, do I get the 1% or not get the 1%? I mean, it's really very straightforward for a lot of things, but it's, it's growing every day. It, it, different ideas are coming through every day. Um, so the, the innovation is great every day. There's always new ideas, new companies. Um, it's, it's just too bad with these crazy fluctuations on, on the actual values are, are so distorted at this time. Um, it's, you know, it's really a, still, a, I don't want to say long-term, but we, we could be a few years away until this thing really, really takes off again. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the, there was a couple of macroeconomic factors that happened this year. You had just very high inflation, that war happened with Ukraine, and just it seems like we're heading into a recession. So it, was, it seemed like it was all these bad factors that came together that maybe are making the market even worse than it should be, potentially. 
Yeah, it, it never quite made it into, say, you know, the big banks or the big trading firms like Fidelity or Schwab or anything else. It, it, so it, it really didn't quite make it there. So the big investments, the, the biggest investments weren't made. So it, it's still uh, it's still one step away from from being I, I think we're real. We were real close uh, as far as going mainstream. But, but once we get into mainstream and the functionality is being used and and people will pick it up. Uh, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be speculative. It's going to go up and down. Was there a lot of when you were doing stocks with like the dot com bubble? Was that also sort of these shocking moments that were hard to believe? Yeah, it, it was a little different because it, it it shot up faster, shot down faster, and then well, I guess we'll see what happens. But things finally did turn around, and it and it really was the think about it this way. You know, a company like um, like AOL. Uh, everyone probably had an AOL account at one point, and the stock was tremendous, and everybody was happy. But it, it, it's not what stand, stood the test of time. So that went back down, and they're you know sold off with a whole bunch of other things. It depends on on you know which things are going to work, things are going to shake out. Basics like uh, you know Ethereum, Cardano, Solano, they have some great functionality that are being used, and the usage is increasing all the time. So companies like like I'm working with now, uh, Wave Dancer. I mean, we have an actual functional blockchain working. We we actually we build on Hyperledger and we build a supply chain solution on the blockchain. So we, we don't trade it as a cryptocurrency, but we use the technology to to make it functional, make it work better than what's in the marketplace today. So that that's the that's the main that's the main idea uh, of of blockchains is is the actual usage and when it's used, that's when the value goes up. What are you guys working on over at Wave Dancer as far as like what are you putting on on the blockchain over there? So we build a blockchain. We we build a blockchain for for really any kind of supply chain. We have uh, customers in the federal government now that need to track and trace parts and pieces down to the original nut and bolt, basically, and then we have to transfer um, the finished product around the world. So it it gets very concise and and trusting your data, uh, having that transparency across who whoever is has access to the blockchain who who the customer decides to give access to the blockchain and we make everything accountable so i mean let's just uh, look at it this way if something isn't built correctly um or or a piece is the wrong size or it gets there late you know about it instantly uh, before it goes to the next step and that's all based on the blockchain technology where today you have to have that trust that that intervention with that supplier or that particular company that says uh, yes, it's in right. Um, we're signing off on it, and then it it becomes into a hassle because if it wasn't, you have to backtrack. You have to find out what went wrong, who did it, and and make someone accountable. Blockchain technology, you literally know right away before it goes to the next step of the supply chain uh, that it fits, that it's right, that it's the right piece, that it's not support. If it's food traceability, uh, you know that that food was in the cooler for the exact amount of time before it goes to the next step. Say if it's in a cooler waiting for the truck to pick it up, then you know exactly how long it's supposed to be in the cooler and then on the truck and make sure the truck goes in the right direction. So it's that account, instant accountability. You know, we say trustless because you don't have to trust anything. You just have to really see how the blockchain was updated. Uh, was the, the next step in the supply chain done properly? The blockchain lets you know everyone's accountable and everyone's on the same system. So it really uses all three functions of a blockchain, which is, is the network, which works at internet speeds, the operating system, to build exactly how you want to see it. And then, you know, functions as a database where all your data and all your updates are in one place and you can, uh, everyone's accountable at all times. Um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think that a lot of the, the use for food and maybe like cannabis or like maybe like parts of a car or recalls, mm -hmm. it seems like anything that you need to have 
some sort of consistent record that you could figure out super quick whether or not that item is safe or not is it seems like a really good use case could some of the, I, could you build this techno i guess you could build it like on a normal different technology stack but is there a benefit you think to building it on a blockchain is it just because it's like more immutable well it, it's it's all those things it's it's the you know it's hard to say what the most important feature is but it, it's it's kind of like this is how, how bitcoin was done and how we know the the transactions are valid. So if I make a Bitcoin transaction, everybody on the Bitcoin network is going to see that transaction and has to have consensus that the transaction was proper, the money was paid, I bought it, they sold it, everything is is agreed upon and you can move on to the next step. So it's, it's the same thing. That's how it evolved into a supply chain functionality where uh, once something's entered in the blockchain, everyone can see that transaction instantly. So there's no disagreements at all at any time. Or if there is, the, the, the blockchain's halted or, or alerts go up to everyone to say, hey, we, you know, this, this did not go through properly. It didn't happen properly. It was the wrong amount, wrong size, whatever the case may be. Because you can set all these rules before uh, you actually start transitioning things through the supply chain. So I, I know I've gone back and forth between Bitcoin and, and supply chain, but it, it really is, the, it's the same concept that's just evolved. It's really interesting. I, I feel like the use cases, there's still probably use cases as well that are probably not defined yet, right? That we don't really necessarily know that could come out that are oh, interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, every week or so, there's there's something, some new technology or ways of utilizing blockchain technology that people haven't thought of. really can be used in so many different ways and it's still evolving. And that's where it's similar to the internet itself, because at first it was, I don't know, 2000 or, or late 90s, you know, you put up a picture on the internet and you can send it or you send a message and people can see it. And then all of a sudden, years later, you're, you're actually logging your credit card in and, and making transactions and things are showing up at your door. So it's really the same evolution is taking place with blockchain right now. At first, it was just a way to transfer money and feel safe that it was a proper transaction. There's that trust and transparency going on. And now it's evolving to very complex uh, supply chains that utilize smart contracts at every step. Yeah, there's some really interesting bulls too that like uh, Michael Saylor of MicroStrategy, he just bought what, like another $10 million worth of, or of Bitcoin. And then the guy from El Salvador, the president over there introduced it as a, I guess, a store of, or way of keeping their currency or he, I don't exactly know what he, I guess he's trying yeah. to, to use it as their base currency, right? Over there. Yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're making it an official currency for the, for the country is the way I, I see it. I mean, you can pay taxes, you can use it, uh, I mean, you use it at Starbucks all the time now, or general transactions. I think they they made it so, you know, your your regular commerce is, it can work on, on Bitcoin. So, I, you know, that's a great step. The ups and downs don't have to come into play so much where, you know, you're worried about it. People are always asking me, well, if I wanna go buy a car with Bitcoin, by the time I get there to pay for the car, the value is different. Mm. Um, but you don't have to transact that way. You can transact using, you know, USD coin, which is just the, the value of a dollar. You can still use the blockchain technology and don't have to have a crypto, a specific cryptocurrency uh, to worry about value moving up and down. But, but you also can use the exchange rate at the time too, because of the volatility that makes that a little bit more difficult. Uh, do you think that over time, as there's more adoption coming in, that the volatility of Bitcoin and some of these other assets will kind of stable off or get a little bit more stable? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure that's what's going to happen. It, it's, it's just the fact that right now the usage isn't keeping the prices stable because it's, it's still not worldwide adopted. 
But once it is, like the use, you know, at first the internet was not worldwide adopted and now everyone is on the internet. I think blockchain is going in the same direction. And once that usage uh, is, is keeping the value at a certain, a certain level, uh, then, then we'll, we'll see things not as volatile, a little more stable. And you'll, you'll be able to tell if, if something is working or not working, that the value will reflect it. It's really interesting, too, how some of these other ones, like you see some of these meme coins like Shiba Inu, and they print something like 10,000 coins per like minute versus Bitcoin. You have those 21 million units. And it's a good example of like you need to look at the the tokenomics behind like some of these things as well, like when you're looking to, I guess, invest if you're the speculative side. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult to sort it through. It takes a, a, a good amount of research to kind of understand. A uh, good place to start is is trying to understand how Bitcoin works a little bit, the functionality of that. Their main functionality is the liquidity. Um, it's very easy to use and easy to transfer, easy to spend and receive. And then Ethereum, their functionality is, the, well, they came up, the first thing they could do is, was build these smart contracts. And that's what's uh, driving most of their usage now. But you certainly can build other applications on it. And then from there, other blockchains for specific reasons for whatever technology a certain company was building needed something a little more comprehensive or more pigeonholed towards exactly what they're trying to accomplish. ADA is an interesting one as well, right? With like a ADA Cardano. It seems like that one yeah. is kind of more for Charles seems like he might be like more of a humanitarian from what I gather. Like he's trying to help out people in third world countries that don't necessarily have banks or a stable currency potentially. Um, well, there's one of the functionalities of, of, of you know overall general blockchain technology is it can reach anyone. So it, you don't have to open a bank account to, to establish yourself with some currency and being able to transact in the world. So when you, when you get to these third world countries, if you have a phone, if you have the internet, then you, you have blockchain, you can start making transactions, you can start doing things and even earning a very small amount of money because there's so many functions out there that just want to pay for your data or pay for what you're doing on a regular basis. It's, it's a good way just to get started and, and uh, it, it doesn't, there's, I mean, there's so many other factors that come into it. What's your part on, uh, or what's your thoughts on Web3 as well? And how do you think that, when I view Web3, I, I think of like blockchain, I feel like NFTs, I feel like it's almost like this new ethos of new tech kind of coming out, out and well, it seems like we're heading in that direction. I, th I think the idea of Web3 is, so, so right now, if I want to, send you some uh, cryptocurrency, I can do it in a couple ways. You can have a Coinbase account and I can send it through Coinbase. Coinbase takes a fee. Or if you have a, if you have a wallet on your, on your laptop or, or your phone, I can just send it to directly to your wallet. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the Web3 transactions are really just literally the point-to-point -point transactions. So there's absolutely no third party whatsoever. And that's where we need to be. That's where, that's where things are really going to thrive in the cryptocurrency market. Right now, because people are scared, I think because people are scared, I'm, I'm a little scared myself to really manage a wallet that I have no one to yell at if something goes wrong, even if it's user error, which it usually is. Mm -hmm. um, but once we're comfortable at that point, just like you know, making internet transactions, it's, it's as seamless as that, which it, which it should be. It is once the adoption is there. So the Web3 is really just the idea of, of transaction to transaction. If I want to buy an NFT, I don't have to go to uh, one of the <clears throat> one of the places, one of the um, uh, NFT stores, I can just build it myself and, and sell it to you directly. And that that's when things are, are when when the adoption's there. That's when things are going to really stabilize in the marketplace, and we don't have to worry about really anything else. And and 
what makes that work better are the are going to be all these other altcoins altcoins that make it very easy to to make this functionality work so it's i i look at it as when all when when the general adoption comes in and people are trusting willing to make transactions not through a third party is when things are going to stabilize and, and that's when web3 really comes to form because we don't need any of these anyone else to make a transaction i can just simply send it directly to you in your wallet and you're going to get it instantly and it's going to be very cheap yeah what's your thoughts too on i guess just self-storage because it seems like i wasn't really big on it mm-hmm. before this whole thing with like voyager happened and celsius but now it spooked me a little bit to the point where I could see why people want their crypto off the blockchain. But do you know, I haven't really researched how it works, but it seems like you get like a ledger and you somehow move it off like the blockchain onto that ledger somehow. You can, it, it's code. It's a piece of code. And that that's one of the ways this, you know, I, I say database, but it's not a database where you store things. It's just code that's shared across the entire blockchain. So I have my piece of code that I can take off the blockchain and, and put on a USB and put in my drawer. But when I plug it back, if I want to make a transaction, I have to put the code back on the blockchain so it syncs in and I can make the transaction. The key there is there's right now, it's still expensive. You still need tools to make transactions on a on a on any sort of regular basis. You need to, usually you need to hold, most wallets need you to hold a certain amount of Ethereum or, or some other uh, cryptocurrency to actually make it work. If you want to just keep things safe and store and you're not going to be making transactions, Sure, it's, it's a great way to do things, but you don't have to worry about anyone going out of business. You don't have to worry about, a, uh, you know, even Coinbase, I think, recently said, you know, sorry if we go under, all your money's gone or something like that. So scary. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's scary. But, but you know, I'm, I, I like to keep an eye on them. I, I still feel, me personally, I, because I also make some trades and I do transactions, I, I like to do it through Coinbase because it's still pretty cheap. When I do it myself, you know, I have a MetaMask wallet that I have stored some things in that I'm just going to keep. But if I do want to trade them, it's, it's expensive to do. It depends on the timing of the market and what I'm holding and everything else. It depends on your goals in investing or trading or making transactions, what you want to do. Certainly, it, it will be very safe uh, if you're going to hold some things to um, have your own wallet and store things uh, offline. It is interesting because with like, I guess they can't. The interesting part about like, let's just say like if you lived in like Russia and like right when the war happened, a lot of people, there's a little bit of a run on the banks and people were trying to get all their money out the while, trying to get it all out and, you know, safe or whatever. And you, you think to those situations, like, you know, the government would never come in and take my money, but clearly it happened in other places. So why, you know, it could happen anywhere essentially. So that part of it is interesting that you have like, you know, the freedom to take your money, but you also have the responsibility. If you lose it, you're screwed. It is cash. You can really treat it exactly as cash in, in every way, except you don't have to carry around uh, gym bags of, of money. It's just on a USB port. It's it's really that simple. Um, but if you lose it, you lose your cash or you lose your your crypto. It's, it's so, you, you know, it's it's the plus and minuses of, of working with banks. Um, eventually, the fees will be better than banks. Once the usage goes up, and if you want, if you don't want to tell the government or anyone else where your money is, then you, you don't have to. It, it's really treated as cash. It's a very good way of looking at it. It is really just like cash, but just with like a lot less space. It's <laughs> just on, yeah. a, on a drive. I guess if you do have, I would imagine that you'd probably want to have like a safe if you're doing that, or a way of okay. I don't know, like a backup or something. Or I don't know. A lot of these things probably have like seed phrases too. I feel like. Oh, there, there's all kinds of, in, of ways to secure things. Um, you know, there's vaults in 
the mountains of the Himalayas or something. I don't even know where to be honest with you, um, where the people are locking up their USB ports in a, in a, in a, in a, the most secure safe in the world. I mean, it depends on really what you're going to do. And it's not very liquid, obviously, if, if you're going to, if you're going to store things away like that. Um, but at least it's, it's, if, if you want privacy, then certainly blockchain is, is the way to go. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, since you're a trader, like, do you, do you still invest in in the bear market, or do you uh, only kind of hang out in the bull runs? Yeah, no. This is when you're supposed to do your, most of your investing. When you get excited when things are running <laughs> up, is when you're supposed to sell. To sell I, for sure. Yeah, so you know the, the old saying from from way back when I first was a stockbroker was, um, you want to buy when you don't want to buy, and you want to sell when you don't want to sell. So right now, no one has the motivation to buy things, but you know things can go down more. I'm, I'm, I'm still looking at my charts and kind of. It's almost impossible to pick the bottom with this, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty comfortable where things are right now, where I'm, I'm making some, hopefully making some smart investments where I'm, I am, you know, the, 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 the cryptocurrencies that I, I think have real functional value um, that are even some new ideas that, you know, worth taking a flyer on. I, I, am, I am doing probably more investing now. Um, if things go down again, you know, I, I'm prepared for that too. You just really want to be smart about it as best <laughs> as we can. Do you, do you look, compare like one crypto to another? Would you compare like Bitcoin to Ethereum? I see some guys do that where they'll compare. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of categories. Um, one of them is smart contracts. Which ones have the best smart contracts for one functionality? Um, which one has the most transparency or, or the most accountability? Um, it, it really depends. You know, I, I kind of, I look at some like Cardano and Solano are, are I don't want to say, I'll use the word similar in, in some of the things they do. Um, and those are evolutions from Ethereum. So um, there's just so many different ways to look at it. But if you dig into actually what what the function is of these cryptocurrencies, you'll you'll feel a little better about them and make better decisions. Yeah, it seems like a lot of them too. Like uh, it seems like decentralization is important. It's an important concept. It seems like that's like one of the things that a lot of these change chains kind of focus on. Would you agree with that or have yeah, thoughts absolutely. on that? Absolutely, and that's how you. That's how things are are stored on on a distributed network. That's why uh, okay, so the the functionality works. Where even like I like I mentioned before, um, you you own a piece of code um, with uh, with your login and your security information. So uh, when when if you don't add your piece of code, then you can't make transactions. No one else can see or know what you have. Um, but once you kind of add your code to the blockchain, then you bring all the pieces together and it's stored on a distributed network where every computer that every IOT device that is on that network has a piece of the code as well. So that's why it all works together. Um, there's no point of failure. So as, as long as your internet's working, your blockchain's going to work. Um, and, and it's why it's, it's really more secure because you can't make any changes unless uh, everyone agrees on that blockchain that changes are appropriate to be made. I mean, that goes in with a transaction. If you're going to make a transaction, you have to have consensus across your blockchain for, for that transaction to go through. Yeah, it's so interesting too with like the Bitcoin use case because like you look at like the Fed and how much money they print or now they're tightening it. It seems like in, you know, trying to get all the money out of the market, it sounds like they're trying to, you know, make it a quantitative, quantitative tightening, you know, the opposite of easing. Uh, so it, it is interesting that like with like Bitcoin, that would never happen because of the way it, it's set up. I, I mean, I, I look at the Fed and I look at regulations as such a good thing. I think that's what's going to make banks more comfortable. 
with transaction. It's going to start with the banks because um, that's where everyone's money is right now anyway. And it's going to ease off the banks once everyone's comfortable with it. So I, I'm looking forward to regulations. I think it's going to bring in widespread adoption. Um, you know, it, it's plus and minus because then, of course, then the government is going to, they're, you know, trying to know what you're doing and try, trying to track your money more so. Um, but eventually, the, the technology itself, it, it, it really can't be tracked. Once we're fully web free um, and I'm, I'm using my online wallet just as my wallet in my pocket that has actual cash in it. It's nobody's business and nobody knows. So yeah, it, it'll get there. It's just, it's, it's hopefully it's not, it's going to be sooner than later. No, I agree with you. I think regulation's probably a good thing as far as like, you know, maybe a lot more of these scams that happen. Yeah. That would be gone and maybe a little bit more tightening, I guess, around risk management. Things that I wouldn't really think about, I guess, before, but after being in the crypto market for like a year, you, you get, you realize quickly that anything could happen very fast, like one anything way or the other. Really fast, and, and the accountability, the accountability on that sense is 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 low. I mean, who knows where these companies come from? There, I, you know, I own some cryptos that are are pure speculation risk. I, I like the idea, but it, it could go under tomorrow. I have no idea what their balance sheets are or what's going on, um, what their actual usage is. Uh, you know, wh which companies are using them. It, it's some of this information is 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 tough. Um, so you, you just do the best you can if you and if you like their idea, then uh, it, it should spread. It should be widely used. Yeah, Greg, that was a fascinating conversation. If people want to reach out um, to learn more about Wave Dancer, how how do they get a hold of you? Um, uh, Email is great, uh, or LinkedIn. My name, Greg Greg Hilsenrath at Wave Dancer. Um, I'm just G Hilsenrath at Wave Dancer. Um, but LinkedIn is probably the best way to to find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the time. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Greg over at Wave Dancer. I thought it was really fascinating. Seems like one concept that always comes up a lot for blockchain projects in the supply chain is traceability, tracing something from the beginning of the project to the end of the project, whether that's cannabis or some sort of medical product where you need to figure out exactly every stage of that product where it's been and have it all recorded on a blockchain. That was a really interesting conversation. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoy our content, please make sure to review us on Spotify or Apple. Appreciate that. Have a great day.